2: Good evening,
0: everyone. For this Monday, November 6, 2023, I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Samantha Riddle. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, U.S. Senators seek answers from Army after Reservists killed 18 in Marine. In Maine, all on your daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Nathaniel Harrow will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and John Boggis will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 66 degrees.
2: And now on to our top story. Israeli forces have severed northern Gaza from the rest of the besieged territory and pounded it with intense airstrikes overnight, setting the stage for an expected push into the dense confines of Gaza's city and an even bloodier phase of the month-old war. Already, the Palestinian death toll passed 10,000, according to the health ministry in Hamas-run Gaza. The ministry does not distinguish between fighters and civilians. Some 1,400 Israelis have died, mostly civilians killed in the October 7th attack by Hamas that started the war. The figures mark a grim milestone in what has quickly become the deadliest round of Israeli-Palestinian violence since Israel's
0: establishment 75 years ago. The judge presiding over the civil fraud trial of Donald Trump has admonished him to keep his answers on point and concise. He chided Trump today saying, quote, that this is not a political rally, unquote. As the former president and leading Republican president candidate testified for hours in a lawsuit accusing him of dramatically inflating his net worth, New York State Judge Arthur Ingron also said that, quote, we don't have time for time to waste, unquote, and that, quote, we have one day to do this, unquote. The comments came in response to answers that the judge said he he considered irrelevant to the case and repetitive. Survivors of an earthquake that flattened villages in Nepal's Northwest Mountains have been searching
2: through the debris of their collapsed homes for any salvageable belongings as aid trickles into the remote area. The strong Timblar late on Friday killed 157 people and injured 256, leaving thousands homeless. Authorities rushed food, tents, medicine, and other supplies to the villages today as rescue and search teams said they were wrapping up their efforts. In the village of Shapar, people were moving
0: piles of rocks and logs that used to be their homes, looking for anything they could salvage. Two Senators from Maine are asking the U.S. Army Inspector General to provide a full accounting of interactions with a reservist before he killed 18 people at a bowling alley and a bar. U.S. Senators Susan Collins and Angus King told Lieutenant General General. Donna Martin, in a letter today that it's important to understand, quote, what occurred or failed to occur, unquote, at the federal level, including the Army. The senators posed several questions, including under what circumstances the Army reports personnel to the National Instant cr- cr- uh, Sorry Criminal Background Check System. Fellow soldiers expressed concerns about Robert Card's mental health before the October 25th shootings, an army spokesperson confirmed that the letter was received and that the inspector general will, will quote, work towards getting a response, unquote.
2: A report from the U.N. drugs agency says Afghan farmers lost more than one billion dollars of cash income from opium sales after the Taliban banned poppy cultivation. Afghanistan was the world's biggest opium producer and a major source for heroin in Europe and Asia when the Taliban seized power in August of 2021. They pledged to wipe out the country's drug industry and imposed a formal ban in April of 2022. The report from the U.N.'s Office on Drugs and Crime published yesterday said opium cultivation crashed by 95 percent because of the ban. Afghans are dealing with drought, severe economic hardship, and the continued consequences of decades of war and
0: natural disasters. Coming up, officials in North Carolina declare state of emergency as wildfires burn hundreds of acres. That and more news from across the tri-state when NewsCenter 88 returns right after this.
1: Meyer. No. Bazookas to the back of the net! And he ties the game for the Herd. Call him Bazooka because that was a rocket by Bazookas. She's going to lift this one high and deep way back into left field. That one's by the light pole. Look up and say goodbye. Allie Harrell with her 10th career home run. She has now tied the Marshall freshman record for most home runs to start a career. 25 now, over to Williams from three, and he knocks it down. Jansen Williams puts the rate on top. 70 to 69, 19 seconds left in the contest.
2: The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to News Center eighty eight, the best spot news reporting by the Virginia's
0: Associated Press. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Samantha Riddle. A sixty-three foot Norway spruce from the Allegheny Mountains of West Virginia is on its way to the west lawn of the U.S. Capitol to be the Christmas tree for the twenty twenty-three. Snow fell on the crew members Wednesday in Mongolia National Forest as they harvested the tree selected for this year's holiday season. The tree was selected by Jim Cuffman, director of the Capitol Grounds for the architect of the Capitol. Over the next several days, the tree will be taken to several cities in West Virginia before arriving in the Capitol in Washington.
2: An 11-year-old boy killed in a weekend shooting in Cincinnati has been identified. Today, the Hamilton County Coroner's Office said Dominic Davis was the victim of a homicide. No suspect has been arrested. Police Chief Terry Thedge told reporters yesterday that a shooter in a sedan fired 22 rounds, quote, in quick succession, unquote, into a crowd of children just before 9.30 p.m. Friday on the city's West End, slaying Davis and wounding five others. Thedge says it is too early to say whether the shooting was random or targeted.
0: The decades-old surgical drug ketamine was found has found a new use as an alternative to opioids for patients with chronic pain. Ketamine is now being prescribed as a psychedelic therapy for an array of unapproved uses including depression and anxiety. Behind the trend are investors setting up for profit ketamine clinics as well as online prescribing services that sent the drug through the mail. There is limited evidence that it's effective for arthritis, migraines, and other forms of pain. Some experts worry the U.S. may be repeating the mistakes that gave rise to the opioid crisis by overprescribing an unproven drug with safety and abuse risks.
2: Officials have declared a state of emergency in a western North Carolina community where a wildfire has burned hundreds of acres, some structures, and now is threatening dozens of homes. Crews are fighting several separate blazes in forested areas of Virginia, Tennessee, and Kentucky as wide swaths across those states face moderate to severe drought conditions and warmer than normal temperatures. Officials in Henderson County, North Carolina, declared a state of emergency yesterday and said in a social media post that the 431-acre fire has destroyed two homes, a cabin, and an outbuilding. Officials have identified 75 other structures that are threatened. Officials warned of hazardous fire conditions and urged people not to burn.
0: The Kentucky teenager who watched his namesake horse Cody's wish win at the Breeders' Cup has died. Cody Dorman died yesterday after suffering what his parents said was quote medical event unquote on a family on the family's trip home from Southern California. They attended the World Championships at Santa Santa and where Cody's Wish won the $1 million dirt mile by a nose. Dorman was born with a rare genetic disorder, and he used a wheelchair. He first met Cody's Wish in 2019 during a -A Make-A-Wish event at a Kentucky horse farm. The horse walked over to Dorman's wheelchair and put his head in Dorman's lap. Cody Dorman was 17.
2: Coming up next,
0: Doc Antle
2: of Netflix's Tiger King pleads guilty to wildlife trafficking and money laundering. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us.
1: University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late night alternative. Tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial free. We hope you enjoy our presentation and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL.
3: You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah,
1: he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right. The dealership. You know, he just started Uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. (laughs) Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
2: Welcome back to News Center 88, the best radio news reporting by the Society
0: of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Michaela Wheeler and I'm Samantha Riddle. Five hostages of Hamas are free, offering some hope to the families of the more than 200 others snatched in the southern Israel during the militants' deadly rampage on October 7th. The families of those still in captivity have questions, such as why progress has been slow and why some and not others, are being released. Today, Israel announced its first hostage rescue, that of Army Private Uri Magdiesh. Hamas had earlier released Judith and Natalie Rannan, mother and daughter, and Yokoviv Lifshiz, 85, along with 70-year-old Nurit Cooper. Hamas has said it would let the others go in return for thousands of Palestinian prisoners held by Israel, which has Dismissed the offer. President Joe Biden has promoted new cash for Amtrak. He
2: visited Bear, Delaware to announce more than $16 billion in new funding that will go toward 25 passenger rail projects between Boston and Washington. Bear is close to Wilmington, where Biden has a home and spends many weekends away from the White House. His remarks today were held at the Amtrak Bear maintenance shops, where trains are maintained and repaired. The White House says investments will help trains run faster, cut delays, and create union jobs. And the money comes from Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law, which is one of the several legislative accomplishments he will tout during his re-election campaign.
0: Federal officials say an exotic wildlife preserve owner famous for the popular series Tiger King has bled pled guilty to animal trafficking and money laundering. According to a U.S. Justice Department news release, Doc Antel oversaw the sale or purchase of cheetah cubs, lion cubs, tigers, and juvenile chimpanzee. All of the animals are protected as endangered species. Antel faces a maximum of five years imprisonment, fines up to $250,000, and three years of supervised release for each account. It's the latest fallout for subjects of the documentary about the tiger trade, Joe Exotic. The show's star is serving 21 years in prison for trying to hire two men to kill an animal welfare activist.
2: The Supreme Court is hearing arguments in a challenge to a 1994 law prohibiting people facing domestic violence restraining orders from having guns. Tuesday's case is the first involving guns to reach the justices since last year's landmark decision expanding gun rights. Ruth Glenn knows the danger of putting a gun in the hands of a violent spouse or partner. Glenn was shot three times outside a Denver car wash in 1992. The shooter was Glenn's estranged husband, who was under a court order to stay away from her. Two years later, Congress enacted a law to keep people like Glenn's husband from having guns.
0: A Texas man is challenging the law. Today, Google will try to protect, to protect a lucrative piece of its internet empire at the same time it's still entangled in the biggest U.S. antitrust trial in a quarter century. The latest threat will unfold in San Francisco federal court, where a 10-person jury will decide whether Google's digital payment processing system in the Play Store that distributes apps for phones running on its Android software has been illegally driving up prices for consumers and developers.
2: Coming up next... A woman and three children are killed by an Israeli airstrike in South Lebanon. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns, right after this.
4: Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear.
1: This is your Weedmeister 2000 String Tremor. Cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool.
2: And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric
3: Association.
0: Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Samantha Riddle. Florida is the third largest state in the nation, yet it has never fielded a winning presidential candidate. Nationally known politi- politicians like former Governor Jeb Bush and Senator Bob Graham and Marco Ra- Rubio have tried and failed. Former President Donald Trump changed his residence after first winning office as a New Yorker, then lost in his bid for a second term. This year, he and Republican governor ron DeSantis could break that slump andrew jackson was florida's first terminal governor but it was a short stint he took on as a favor to president james monroe he didn't run for president until he was back home in tennessee
2: the most watched races in tomorrow's off-year general election have all been dominated by the ongoing debate over abortion rights kentucky governor andy beshear is seeking re-election against republican daniel cameron There's a statewide ballot measure in Ohio on whether to amend the state constitution to protect access to abortion services. And control of both chambers of Virginia's state legislature is up for grabs. In all of those races, Democrat and Republican candidates have argued over abortion access. It's a common theme in American politics since the U.S. Supreme Court issued its decision last year overturning Roe v. Wade.
0: Search teams are combining or combi, or combing combing streets, wrecked buildings and even the sea to look for bodies in a coastal Liberian city where the collapse of two dams unleashed a massive flood, killing at least one, 5,100 people. The Mediterranean city of Darna has struggled to get help after last night's deluge washed away most access roads. Aid workers who managed to reach the city described devastation in its center. With thousands still missing and tens of thousands left homeless, the dam failures in the mountains above Derna sent floodwaters roaring through the city and swept away entire blocks.
2: A civil defense official and Lebanese state-run media say four civilians have been killed by an Israeli airstrike in South Lebanon, three of them children. An Israeli army spokesperson, Avi K. Adri, said that one Israeli who was also killed yesterday in a strike launched by the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah... Israeli troops and Hezbollah militants and their allies along the tense Lebanon-Israel border have been clashing for almost a month since the start of the Hamas-Israel war. Clashes remain largely contained to areas near the border, but they have increased in intensity as Israel continues to ground its incursion
0: into Gaza. Former New Zealand Prime Minister Jacindia Adarn will work alongside leaders from Conservation International to advocate for climate action and improve people's treatment of the environment. Conservation International said today that Adarn has become its sixth Arnhold Distinguished Fall- Fellow and would serve a two year term to advocate internationally, especially on issues affecting the Pacific and Antarctica. It's won several new roles Adarn has announced since unexpectedly stepping down as prime minister in january she is also completing dual fellowships at harvard university's kennedy school and writing a book on leadership
2: and coming up nathaniel hara will have a complete look at your metro huntington weather forecast and john bogus will be in with the fm88 sports report stay with us
1: My brothers, we gather here today for one true and all-holy purpose. The summoning of the great
2: being. Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise, arise. Yes, it's WMUL 88.1 FM, the greatest source of music, news,
1: and sports the world has ever known. We are in debt to you.
2: Don't think a penny buys much? Depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety, everything rides
1: on it. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm DeFaniel Hara, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is currently a partly cloudy 66 degrees. The temperature will drop throughout the rest of the evening to the low 60s. Tomorrow is looking to be pretty similar to today, with highs in the low 70s and lows in the high 50s. With most of the day ranging from partly cloudy to mostly cloudy. Wednesday will feature quite a spike in temperature, with a high being in the upper 70s, so all of us can break out our t-shirts and shorts for at least one more week. Today in weather history, on this day in 2005, severe thunderstorms produced a deadly tornado near Evansville, Indiana. During the early morning hours of November 6th, there were 23 fatalities from the tornado, with 19 of the deaths occurring in the Eastbrook Mobile Home Park located to the southeast of the city. It was Indiana's deadliest tornado since the super outbreak on April 3rd, 1974. Thank you to weatherforyou.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a partly cloudy 66 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For New Center 88, I'm Nathaniel Hara.
2: Thanks, Nathaniel. Now, John Boggess joins us with the FM 88
3: Sports Report. Five of Marshall University's sports teams competed over the weekend. The Marshall volleyball team traveled to Harrisonburg, Virginia Friday to compete in a two-game series against James Madison. Marshall was swept by the Dukes, losing Friday 0-3 and Saturday 1-3. The Herd now sits at a 12-16 record overall and a 4-10 Sunbelt record. James Madison improves to 19-6 overall and 12-2 in the Sunbelt. Marshall Sr. Bryn Brown recorded a triple-double in Friday's match and a double-double in Saturday's match. Peyton Neal was the team's leader in kills with 18 in Saturday's match. Marshall will play its final regular season series when it travels to Arkansas State Friday. Also traveling to Harrisonburg, Virginia, was the Marshall Swimming and Diving team. They faced James Madison Saturday in a dual meet and lost 167.5 to 132.5. The meet was also its inaugural as a member of the Sunbelt Conference. The team set 22 season bests, and junior Grace Kelsheimer qualified to compete in the one-meter dive at NCAA Diving Zones that is set to begin March 11th in Princeton, New Jersey. Kelsheimer's score that qualified her for the event was a new personal record at 291.90. Senior swimmer Esther Laban had a clean sweep winning the three events she competed in. Paige Banton, Madeline Hart, Clava Katayama, and Mia McBride also had first place finishes. Next, the Herd travels to West Lafayette, Indiana to compete in the Purdue Invitational beginning November 16th. The Marshall tennis team traveled to Lynchburg, Virginia Friday to compete in the, in the Liberty Hidden Duel. The meet finished yesterday with the Herd picking up a total of 22 wins in the three-day meet. Marshall faced opponents from Georgetown, Liberty, VCU, and UNCG. The meet was Marshall's final of the fall season. The Herd resumes play for the spring season on January 20th at Virginia. The Marshall football team traveled to Boone, North Carolina Saturday and lost its fifth game in a row, 31-9, against App State. Marshall is now 4-5 overall and 1-4 in the Sun Belt. The Herd's lone touchdown was a, tw- was a 10-yard pass from Cam Fancher to tight end Sean Salas in the third quarter. The touchdown was Salas' first in his college career. Marshall's next game is Saturday at Jones C. Edwards Stadium against Georgia Southern with kickoff at 7 p.m. The game will be shown on the NFL Network and can be listened to right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. The Marshall men's soccer team had an unquestionably impressive regular season, finishing with a record of 14-2, and which broke the university's previous record for total regular season wins of 13-2-3. FM 88 Sports' Kyle Spaulding has more.
4: The Marshall Thundering Herd men's soccer team's regular season ended with an impressive record of 14 wins and 2 losses, setting a new university record for total wins in a regular season. The Herd had many spectacular moments throughout its season. The team was ranked first in the NCAA, had players ranked top 5 for multiple statistics, and made the ESPN Sports Center top 5 plays of the week head coach Chris Grassi, as well as sophomore forward Matthew Bell and sophomore defender Theo Godard reflected on their favorite parts of the season. It's been really good. They're a good group of guys, for the most part really professional, and they put a lot of emphasis on their recovery, on their preparation for games. They pay a lot of attention in video, and we've thrown a lot of information at them, but they've taken it so well. It's been fun to kind of ride the ups and downs and I think this group is probably the most dangerous attacking team that we've had.
0: My favorite moment has to be the high point game. We we weren't playing well.
3: For me personally it was a bad game but we won the game and it just showed we could come over any circumstance. All the win we made and also the performances.
4: Many sports fans believe that one of the biggest keys to a team's success is for the players and staff to be connected with each other both on and off the field. After losing two consecutive games, Marshall recovered as well as improved to win the of the team's regular season games. Bell and Godard think the herd's biggest improvement throughout the season was becoming more of a family.
1: Off the field, we've become more of a family.
3: We learn to play together. We are good players individually, but play as a team is sometimes difficult, so we improve a lot how to play together. We became a family outside the field.
4: The idea of family seemed to work well for Marshall in round one of the Sunbelt Conference playoffs as the herd was successful on Sunday in its 2 0 victory against the Old Dominion Monarchs. For FM88 Sports, i
3: Thanks, Kyle. The Herd men's soccer team is set to face off against the University of Kentucky Wildcats in round two of the Sunbelt Conference playoffs at Hoops Family Field this Wednesday at 3 p.m. The Marshall men's basketball team is set to face Queens today at 7 p.m. You can listen to the game right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network with pregame beginning at 6:30 p.m. That's all for today's FM 88 Sports Report. For FM 88 Sports, I'm John Bogus.
2: Thanks, John. Coming up, weekend box office results are muted without Dune Part 2. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
1: worldwide leader of
0: Marshall University sports coverage.
1: Welcome back to Dwight Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, a stone's throw from I-75. Back inside the KFC Young Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC Center here in Kent, Ohio, Marshall Women's Basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From Millet Hall in Oxford, Ohio, the campus of Miami University. Here atop Dowdy Fickland Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina. WMUL-FM Huntington. You, did it. you won! Congratulations! You solved all 10 briefcases without hitting a whammy! That means you've won the grand prize! Tell them about it, Rod! It's a brand new radio station from Marshall University. The WMUL 88.1 contains the best music library, news coverage, award winning sports, and impeccable talent. It's the WMUL 88.1. cutting
0: and finally, today on New Center 88, Universal and Blumhouse's video game ad- adaption of Five Nights at Freddy's topped the North American box office in its second weekend. According to studio estimates yesterday, Taylor Swift, The Heiress Tour, placed second. And the weekend had, ha- had plenty of high profile films opening or expanding, including Sophia Kaplan's Priscilla and Meg Ryan's What Happens Later. But in a great it is also one of the slowest weekends of the year before the Writers' Last Axters strike. This weekend, Dune Part Two was supposed to open when Warner Bros. and Legendary pushed that opening back to March 2024, and no other blockbuster stepped in to take its spot.
2: And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For Nathaniel Hara, Samantha Riddle, Kyle Spaulding, John Bogus, David Adkins, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Michaela Wheeler. And your thought of the day is, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. Walt Disney.